Hey there, thoughtful listener. Would you like consistent and predictable sales activity with no spam and no ads? I'll teach you step by step how to do this, particularly if you're an agency owner, consultant, coach, or B2B service provider. What I teach has worked for me for more than 15 years and has helped me create more than $10 million in revenue. Just head to upmyinfluence.com and watch my free class on how to create endless high-ticket sales appointments. You can even chat with me live and I'll see and reply to your messages. Also, don't forget, the Thoughtful Entrepreneur is always looking for guests. Go to upmyinfluence.com and click on podcast. We'd love to have you. With us right now, my good friend, Jared Krause. Jared, you are the founder and CEO of Buying Online Businesses. You're found on the web at buyingonlinebusinesses.com. Jared, thank you so much for joining us. Gosh, thanks for having me back on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to have to go back and see how long ago it was that that we had you on. But um, two or three years ago, it was a while ago now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and boy, a lot has happened in the meantime. <laughs> Hasn't it? Pandemic, <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, uh, we've we've put on a probably about twelve hundred episodes since then. But but, Jared, give us an overview of your work and kind of what you do. Again, your website, buyingonlinebusinesses.com. Yeah, we help people buy online businesses uh, and scale them, grow them. That's basically the essence of it. Typically, it was starting out helping people that wanted to get out of their current role in their job so they could have more time doing what they love with the people they love. So we help people kind of, we were helping people replace their income. Um, and now we help a lot of people that want to buy online assets to add to their portfolio or their investment portfolio. Um, so have, you know, a lot of, we work with a lot of people that are in commercial real estate that want to roll over some equity into buying a deal, get some online cash flow, build that up, and then they can roll that back into another commercial deal or resi deal. Uh, so I call it the infinite loop of wealth between uh, digital property and physical property. Uh, and yeah, I work with a lot of people doing that as well. It's quite fun. Yeah. All right. So here's the million dollar question. I'm sure you hear every day. Why do I want to buy someone else's business? I'm just going to start my own from scratch and then I can have it exactly like I want. It's kind of like buying a new house versus a used house. Am I buying somebody else's problems? What's the advantages or disadvantages uh, to kind of stepping into something that's already been built? That's a really good analogy that you use of the house is if your goal is to live in a beautiful home, would you go away and learn how to and learn how to build it yourself and then build it yourself? Or would you have somebody else build it for you exactly how you want it? My, like the, it's 90% of startups fail. That's a massive yeah. amount of people that try to start businesses yep. fail. And that's just no, that's just people that are passing that failure rate to be successful and scale and grow it is even harder. So like we, a lot of people come to us and they've, they've started their online business that hasn't worked out for them. They've started multiple or they've started, I've done many ventures and, they, and they're like, Oh, this is, they can actually go and buy an, buy an asset that they know is going to produce uh, income because they can see how much the business is worth. They can see how much it's actually making. They can see what work is required. They can see what team is involved with it. If there is a team, uh, and they can they can purchase it and just be the owner of it, and then they can choose to have it maintained or they can choose to grow it. So it's a far smarter investment option 
in your time and I think dollars than trying to start something from scratch. It's just back to the analogy of like, if your goal is to actually own a home, a beautiful home, would you try and build it yourself? Like learn how to actually do the whole thing by yourself. It's crazy. Yeah. So, you know, when buying a business, you may or may not pay more than the original owner founder put into it. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) Um, But what you're getting is the fact that they made it into the 10%. Uh, And, you know, that the cost of failure emotionally, spiritually, from a time perspective. Hey, look, I mean, if you got the time, you got the patience and you have the skill set to start something from nothing. Okay. But if you'd like to remove those variables, uh, you know, step into something that's already established, I guess, is the idea here. Um, but, But my question, Jared, is why are people willing to sell their businesses? Does that mean that there's something wrong with the business? Good question. Uh, the answer is no. Typically, if you're buying a business above the couple hundred thousand dollar range, what people want to do is they want to take some money off the table and they want to reinvest into something else or start another project. A lot of the time that people, the people in the startup realm that are good at it, they might have an 80% value rate, not 90% for people that never bought them, right? So they know that they've got a high turnover of work and failures that they need to overcome to get to a successful business after maybe a five-year period. But then because they're so wired into and so energetic into like new things, they get bored of that niche or that business model and they want to they move on to something else. They want to start another business and then sell it. So there's people that start businesses and sell them. And there's people that have built businesses that are super passionate about it, that have just been burnt out and like, look, I, I need to exit. Or sometimes they need to pay for a surgery. Sometimes they need to buy a bigger family home. Most of the time, people want to sell a business because they need to reinvest that money somewhere else or want yeah. to. Uh, so I also that said that to the caveat, of course, you need to do your due diligence. You need yeah. to make sure you buying the right asset for you and it's sound. Uh, but there's, there's the reasons that people sell business is a very legitimate and fair. It's the same as somebody wants to sell a house. Well, we just want to relocate. We don't live in it. We want a bit of you know, variety, a bit of change, bigger home, small home, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, you know, also too, Um, So, for example, like I'm thinking of, you know, eventually I I probably there will probably be some sort of an exit for me from for my current company. And the reason why is because I have a moral obligation to serve more and more and more clients, because what we do is exceptionally valuable. That said, I love the stage we're in right now. Um, My desire to impact the world in a a huge way. you know, that's one variable, but then there's also my personality. I'm a really good CEO of a company, you know, probably under 30 employees under, or even maybe 40 employees and under, you know, when you start getting to the size of company where it's like 80, 100, 120, that's a different type of company. And and yeah. now you're having to deal with a lot more, you know, uh, you know, HR, a lot of HR, administration, sorry, yeah. <laughs> a lot of rigmarole. I'm yeah. not really, that's not my jam. I don't, but yet I don't want to shortchange 
my potential audience or my team or the impact of of my influence as an entity by Mm -hmm. intentionally curtailing growth. I don't want to do that. So, um, so uh, to someone who's listening to our conversation, come hit me up in about three, five years. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows? Um, But then, you know, my hope would be then to maybe shift my role. Um, Like I would love, I'm more of an evangelist. Uh, you know, an operational CEO, eh, not so much. I'll do it, but my my passion is really going out there. So I and I would imagine that there's people like me too that kind of uh, fit that profile. Yeah, hugely. So I think the biggest bottleneck in my business is me. I'm yeah. at the top, and it's the same with most business owners as well. And sometimes people are on that wave of or trying to catch a wave to get to the next level. And they've been doing that for a couple of years and they haven't been able to take it to the next level. They've tried a bunch of different things to take the business to the next level. They haven't been able to. So then they go, all right, cool. That's where I'm at. I'm done with this business. I'm going to move on. I can't take it to the next level. And they're actually doing the business and the users and the clients a disservice by staying involved when they can Mm. actually add more value by handing it over to somebody that can take it to the next level. And it's a huge win-win for every single person involved, right? The seller, the buyer, and the, and the people that are, you know, working with the business clients uh, and users. Yeah. Um, Where would be some of the biggest risks when you are taking the reins of an existing business? You mean when, do you mean when buying and looking to buy a business? Or, yeah, yeah. Uh, so so let's say, for example, um, like one thing, you know, I've already been, you know, I've already had plenty of conversations about this, right? It's like, let's say that um, the founder uh, was very, very tied, like their brand, personal brand, brand was very, very tied to the brand of the company. And if yeah. you remove that founder, what is that going to do to the viability of the business? Yeah, that's a that's a huge risk. Uh, you can re- like every, I'd say most people are replaceable. Uh, if you're selling a business that's already a personal brand name, like if you're selling like TonyRobbins.com, like you can't like you can't replace that, right? And it's the same with other food bloggers and things like that that I have seen that have tried to sell their brand name as their domain and their book and everything like that. It's just not an easy thing to do. But there are businesses like, say, for my business, buyingonlinebusinesses.com, I can be I can be replaced quite easily because, yeah, I'm the face of it now, but we've also hired people that are creating content for us on YouTube and podcasts and stuff like that as well. So it's not going to be so dependently relied on me. If I was to sell this a couple of years ago, you could still replace me as well, right? Because you just have to have a strategy and you have to understand like what's the, are people joining this or the users buying this product because it's Tony Robbins or they buying it because they're going to get the result. A big portion of buying it because it's Tony Robbins, <laughs> right? So there's that to understand. But then when you, I think what you were asking before previously is like when somebody does become the new owner of the business, what are the risks? The biggest risk is coming in and changing things too rapidly and not Mm -hmm. understanding how the business works and not listening to the business. What I like to do, I help people scale their businesses, you know, the seven, eight figure range. And uh, 
what a lot of people do is that entrepreneur, like they get all excited and they want to make all of these changes and they hear a podcast or a YouTube video, or they know somebody that can grow a business with, you know, YouTube or socials or whatever it is, a different organic strategy, and they try and implement it. And then throw the baby out of the bathwater. They forget about what's actually working. They don't know how to tune in and listen to the business because our businesses, just like in our life, is giving us hints and telling us of what we need to do and do more of this because it's right, feels good, and it's getting a result and do less of what's not working. It's a natural thing. We need to tune into our business and do that rather than reinvent the wheel and try and go for other markets and all that sort of stuff. Why not? make your product or service far better and increase your customer lifetime value, those sorts of things versus the shiny object syndrome. And that's the biggest risk mm-hmm. when people become an owner of a new business is they have these grand plan ideas um, instead of leaning into more of what the business actually is and making it better for what, where it's at. Um, is there, talk about maybe some of the models. Is it, are, mm-hmm. are you typically like, I'm sure that there are, some different, um, like what it looks like, you know, when you're talking about this is the former owner, I'm coming in as the new owner, um, what sorts of maybe conditions or, um, you know, as a buyer, you might ask for, uh, rather than let me just cut you a check and see ya. Like, is there, are, are there, are there some different things that you could do? Maybe trans like a transition period that, that you might yeah. request. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So different like ways you can structure the deal. Uh, sometimes you can buy all cash. Sometimes you can buy finance. Sometimes you can have a seller note, which will be where you'll put uh, the, pod, the deposit down and after a certain KPI has been met within a certain period of time, you will release the rest of the funds. That can be done in a one lump sum. It can be done in certain uh, milestones and, and chunks and different payments. Uh, typically you will negotiate a training period with the previous owner of the business uh, or you could keep the whole team on board and still have a training period with the previous owner. There's very, there's, it depends on the business, the type of business, how much work is involved, how much team's involved and how much training is needed. But to decrease risk, you can definitely do things like seller financing so buy part of the business and then you can do, you can finance the rest through the seller with a small percentage, or you can just do an earn out, which is what I would prefer is buy a portion of it and then earn the rest out. It's basically seller financing without having to pay interest. Then you've got the seller notes and then you've got the different milestones as well. Yeah. You can seller notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, um, let's say that somebody uh, does not have enough cash on hand um, and the seller is not willing to finance. Um, how does the um, you know kind of the lending world look uh, at buying a business? Uh, I could and also go ahead and throw in like how the the lending world might look at buying an established business versus yeah and, you know getting uh, a loan on a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> <laughs> Most people won't get a loan on a great idea. That's what. Uh, you know, the startup realm is all about, right? Silicon mm-hmm. Valley is that's why they you have people put inject cash into it because you can't really get finance for the startup ideas. It's hard. Yeah. Why would you when you know 90% of startups fail as a lender? You wouldn't do it. It's just it's yeah. ludicrous. And that's why those uh people in the Silicon Valley startup world uh hedge their investments. They might invest and um, they might have 50 mil and they might put 
a million dollars into 50 different projects, right? One pays off. Um, that comes back and just backs up what we we're saying about that 90% of startups fail. So the lending, when it comes to buying an established business, it's, it's a lot easier and you can actually do it compared to a startup, but it's not as easy as investing in, say, a physical property, right? Like residential or commercial. Uh, the options aren't infinite. And there's, yeah, it's, it's, it is, there are some nuances. You do need to, for the bigger deals, you're going to need to prove that you have some entrepreneurial experience and you need the business needs to be approved by the lender as well just like if you're going to purchase a physical property. Um, and there's basically two options now. You've got bupos.com and then you've also got uh, SBA, right? Really cool thing in America that Australia doesn't have, most of the world doesn't have, um, small business administration loans that you can use uh, to buy an online business. Yeah, Jared, how do you work with people? Good question. Uh, people typically come to me, they check out my podcast uh, and watch our YouTube videos and they that builds a bit of trust before they dive in. And then people will join our membership where they go through a course on how to buy a business, do due diligence. They submit their businesses that they're looking at to us and we review them prior to them making an offer. So we point out risks and opportunities and you know next steps and all that sort of stuff before they even make an offer. Uh, so that's like a, a, a done with you sort of thing. Uh, and then we have, I do one-on-one coaching for people that want to buy a business and then transition into growing it as well. A lot of people that I'm working with now, one-on-one, they already own a business that they bought with me and they've stayed on and they want to, they want to, we're scaling and growing them. Yeah. Yeah. So what would happen if I said, and, and, and again, your businesses that you're going to help them find are going to be, they're all going to be online, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> the reason being is because our philosophy is we like to teach people to earn an income where they can be anywhere. And so they have the actual, can achieve the goal of spending more time doing what they love with the people they love. Yeah. Um, generally, when you buy an online business, um, does this mean that that is also going to become a full-time job for you? Or, you know, kind of based on what you were talking about, it sounds like, no, the idea is that you want to look at this as an asset and hopefully this will not become a, a full-time or a full-time and a half job for you. Yeah. We have that saying of like, you don't want to buy a job. You want to buy a business and be the owner of the business and not the full-time operator. You can hire an operator. If you do, if you're willing to want to work still, you can buy a business that may take you 10 to 30 hours a week to run if you like. Uh, but why? Uh, it's up to you. It's, it, some people love to work, right? Uh, but most of the people that we work with, they're like, hey, I, I've got kids and I want to spend more time with my kids and I want to take them traveling. And that's what we're all about is, is ensuring people yeah, get to do what they love with the people they love. So yeah, don't buy a job unless you are excited to buy a job. <laughs> you, um, on your website, buyingonlinebusinesses.com, um, I just want to, um, you know, for someone that's been listening to us, Jared, what's kind of the next step in that relationship? Or maybe they've done some searching, they came across this episode, they've been listening to our conversation and they're like, okay, um, I need to, I need help. <laughs> I, I'd love to find a business. I'd love Jared to help me. Like, like how, how does that, are they joining a coaching program? Do you, do you have just, just courses and education or uh, like how can you step in and, and, and be that mentor? 
yeah, it's it is that membership where there's a course involved in the membership. I do we have within the membership, there's a lot that's encompassed in it. We have accountability calls. So we have leaders, Bob leaders, buying online business leaders that are leading accountability and networking calls that you can jump on. I do a Facebook live every month in there. You guys can ask me any and all questions via email um, or via the group. Uh, I'm I'm very heavily in there. I go above and beyond. Um, and if you guys are interested, people are interested in that, they can just check out the website uh, or email me at jared at buyingonlinebusiness.com and ask questions. And yeah, obviously you want to do your due diligence on me and make sure, you know, I'm the guy that can help you get to what you, your goal. And if it's the right fit and you want to ask questions, reach out and we can help you. If not, then maybe we can point you in the right direction to somebody who can. If I have an online business, uh, can I work with you? And I'm looking to sell. Yes. If you want help to set up the business to sell it, it would be a one-to-one approach, right? Because it's every single business is to get it set up for sale will be very different. Uh, but if you want to do one-to-one coaching to get the business set up, maybe over a three to four month period, I can help you get your business set up for sale and get a higher exit price by getting a few things put in place. Mm. All right. Again, All of this is at buyingonlinebusinesses.com. Jared Krause, uh, we've been friends for a long time. I just looked it up. Uh, Oh man, I just lost it. It was episode 100 and- In the beginning, Josh. 113. Here we are. Wow, that's early days. We're close up to like 1600, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Jared, this has been great. Thanks for coming back. Uh, and uh, again, uh, appreciate all of your insights and wisdom, your website, buyingonlinebusinesses.com. Thanks, Jared. Thanks so much for having me on again, Josh. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening. And thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.